0: And we're off. Back again for another Gregorian rant. Uh, The day before uh, New Year's, we're kicking it off and we have a little uh, guest speaker in the house. Father Brian is gone this week um, vacationing with his companions. And I don't believe it's Anything overly structured, not like a silent retreat, but um, I think it's just like a big powwow in the mountains post their Super Bowl after Christmas. So I want to introduce my wife's sister, Julia Gildner.
1: Hi, Julia brother. in the house. Hi, that's Patrick. right.
0: Um, gosh, it's weird. I'm an only child. And then when Steph and I, I mean, even just started dating, but when we got married, All of a sudden, I got three sisters. Heck yeah. You're one of four girls. Yes. Your dad. Shout out to... my
2: second brother
1: now.
0: That's right. (laughs) Shout, Shout out to Jeff and Suzanne Giltner and Jeff specifically for raising four girls.
2: I know. And rest in peace, Tank. He was our only.
0: <laughs> yeah, he
2: was our only boy, and he was a dog. And he, he actually sadly passed.
0: That's right. Now when that's I met else. him, he was like missing teeth, and he lived a great life. Um, <laughs> so,
2: so I had I had to shout him out.
0: Yeah, of course, as you should. Um, so Julia is a senior this year at CU, mm-hmm. and I've been dying to do a podcast. FB and I both um, he always likes a joke, both alumni of the most Catholic university oh in gosh. the nation, university of Colorado <laughs> at Boulder. And I've always wanted to kind of dive into it mm-hmm. from as we've any of the listeners know FB and I have acknowledged that um, his experience and my experiences, he <laughs> was very different. Mm-hmm. He was, uh, You know, he was the partier and played football and was a real knucklehead while on campus. And uh, I was studying scripture and hanging out in the Bible study.
2: Starting to be a priest, of course.
0: That's right. Hashtag opposite day. Um, No, I was the um, former in that scenario. But to dive into the realities of college life Mm -hmm. and how that's been for you and it's been interesting kind of being an older brother for you kind of looking mm-hmm. at your experience and i was more or less i was not in a fraternity but that was my life i was mm-hmm. very very uh secular driven by different you things
2: basically i mean the football team is a form of a fraternity i would say it is you know what and you guys i'm sure went to all the same parties and all that good stuff
0: it is we uh my roommate it's funny. I was used to joke. See, and it's still, I think, the same. Correct me if I'm wrong. But we used to call it University of Colorado, University of Southern California oh, at my Boulder. God. Yes.
2: And yes. my
0: best friend and roommate, Scotty, like half of his high school went to went to Boulder, <laughs> and then they all ended up being SAE. Yeah.
2: So that is the it has not changed.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. And it Newport probably Beach. stemmed from that. Yeah. Um, you know, his buddies were like president, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So we spent a lot of time just going over there. The only thing we really couldn't do was formal, um, but it was yeah, it was quite <laughs> the uh, quite the experience. I would have loved
2: to know you in college, Patrick. No, that you wouldn't. No, hilarious. no you, I
0: was. I you know I joke with Steph all the time of like if she would have met me two minutes before we met, it probably wouldn't have worked.
2: That is, I would do anything to see that.
0: Yeah, and hence the the age gap. Steph is younger than me, but again, mm-hmm. I needed all those years to. uh, get to a responsible, um, and just my faith journey in general. But that's kind of, you know, it's so interesting as I've watched you go through it, understanding kind of where these goofballs are Mm -hmm. in their own life, being the Mm -hmm. boys on campus. Mm -hmm. Um, but then it's also contrasted with, um, your, your own faith journey Mm -hmm. and how that's worked. And a lot of people, I feel like give the perception that Going to CU or a school like CU, mm-hmm. uh, not a traditional Catholic university, um, you would automatically lose your faith, right? And I haven't seen that in you. And you have a twin sister, Paige. Yes, um, shout out, Paige.
2: We love Paige.
0: That's right. And <laughs> uh, and you guys have both, interestingly, got stronger. I feel like in your mm-hmm. faith. Um, yeah. So. That's kind of the and you're a Holy family grad coming from the yes, Northwest I'm
2: sure some of your listeners have kids at Holy Family that's right go Tigers that's right we love it
0: it's it's yeah, I love it up there um, <laughs> and man, they have really revamped that entire campus
2: I, I have not been back since I graduated. I graduated in two thousand and eighteen and they did a whole nother section. Have you seen it the
0: i saw section? I saw the construction phase of the I think the remodel of the basketball gym and the weight room.
2: Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: It's like a mini college campus.
2: I need to go back it's and gorgeous. see it. Because when I was there, it was not, it was a humble, humble weight room. It's, and <laughs> I loved it. But.
0: Julia was a stud in sports uh, <laughs> with all the Giltner girls. Um, but it was, it's still very different for me because my high school was uh, like 3,000 kids. Mm-hmm. And how many were in your graduating class?
2: I, you know what is weird and I should really know the exact number. All I say to people when they say that is our whole school is like 600. Yeah, it's So nuts. about, yeah. That's That was tiny. my PE class. That's <laughs> crazy. And honestly, that shows you how good of an athlete Patrick was to be that good at that big of a school. Because at Holy Family, I mean, it still says something to me good at Holy Family, but it's bro so. That's right.
0: Well, you did land it. I owe you lunch for uh complimenting my athletic skills. Um So then you landed CU. So tell us why CU and especially coming from did a lot of kids from Holy Family end up going to like a traditional Catholic university Mm. like Franciscan Benedictine any of that kind of stuff that's a
2: good question I well I'll start out with why I chose CU Paige and I obviously were twin sisters we're super close we were gonna split up she was gonna go to or I actually really liked Gonzaga which is a Jesuit type school but that's not really why I wanted to go there (laughs) Part of the reason, but I just liked the kind of medium to small-sized feel because I liked the community aspect of it. But Paige was not a fan of Spokane, Washington. Hopefully, I'm not insulting any anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but um, And then she wanted to go to KU. So we were on totally different pages. And then when it came to deciding, see we both did not want to go to CU because we grew up 20 minutes from CU. And so we're like, no, it's too close. We want to... Yeah challenge ourselves we want to go outside of our comfort zone we want to separate anyway long story short we ended up both choosing cu just because one the in-state tuition to yep. help my dad out a little bit um and two you know cu is the one of the most beautiful campuses so
0: it is it's hard especially to be
2: compared to, compared to spokane and kansas which those are also great places but Boulder is cannot be beat, and when you're in Boulder, you don't feel like you are close to home because it's its own district run by <laughs> its own people. So, yeah, we <laughs> which is a diverse crowd to say the least. Literally feels like you're in a different country. Yeah. we're from Broomfield, and every time I come home, I don't feel like I'm close to home. So, not being a good option for us.
0: Um, did you? I actually don't know this. Did you get into Gonzaga, and did Paige get into KU?
2: We both got into both places wow. and
0: still ended up,
2: but um, yeah, she was not a fan. We just wanted, we ended up wanting to stay together. We're super close. And that's also a huge reason. I'm sure we'll get into this later, but to having someone that's on the same page as you yeah. with faith stuff and just your kind of your goals in life is huge. Cause if I didn't have Paige walking with me with some of the stuff that we experienced at Boulder, just in life, I mean, I don't know. I don't know where I would, honestly be, I think that's one thing that's super important
0: yeah it's it's wild to me well, you know we've kind of joked um around the family, but also not joking and it it was a new kind of curveball for me. I went to all public schools yeah. growing up, and public schools for me when I was in elementary, junior high, and high school was uh much different than the landscape now uh-huh. um, and to me that's <laughs> all I really knew, and there was really only one um Private Catholic school that I really knew about, but it was definitely far away from us. Uh-huh. Um, and by far, I mean, I guess like forty minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never even considered paying for tuition. No, and, and we joked with. I remember your dad saying, "I mean, four kids, four girls, going from um, Nativity <laughs> to Holy Family, right? Yeah. It's K it's through like eight kind in of the Nativity
2: School in the Holy Family Nativity."
0: And then college, um, what did he say? It was like almost a million dollars.
2: I'm probably up there. Yeah, Gosh. it's close. I don't know how. Yeah,
0: it's wild. I mean, that's a whole, you know. And it's in, being in my position now, and and we, FB, and I had talked about last last week that we have our school gala coming up and tuition assistance, and really trying to find, especially at Lords, like the classical Catholic education, mm-hmm. but also. An environment that um again public schools are just challenging right now yeah but totally if that's your best bet it's an expensive in denver like yeah that's tough um so we've kind of joked about that but you end up going to see you shout out let's take a moment to just say you know who i love
1: father peter
0: musset
2: i love father peter he's the best Man, man bun, bun. The that's man right. Man bun's gone now, though. I
0: know. I was I <laughs> actually kind of disappointed.
2: <laughs> no, he's the best. He's perfect for Boulder too because right. he's got the Boulder vibe. I don't even he might drive a Subaru. He should drive a Subaru if he's in Boulder. But <laughs> actually, I don't know. Yeah. What, I don't know what he drives. <laughs> but he matches the vibe of, of the, the kid that St. Tom. So
0: I always joke, w- you him. know, Boulder was such an interesting spot um for me, when I came out to CU, and I got in the business school, um, primarily chose business school just because I didn't know what in the mm-hmm. world I actually wanted to do. Yeah. And it was just kind of a safe bet. so safe. That's right. And I think, yeah, we'll dive into that. But I think that was kind of your story. But um, when I got there, though, and I used to laugh, you'd walk across campus and kids are playing hacky sack and walking across a tightrope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you go into the business school and it's much more like conservative uh um, it is
2: so different yeah you can tell from a mile away who is in Leeds. because i'm in cmci which is like basically glorified communication it's strategic communications but nice. it's you know basically all the chill kids everyone wears sweats to class like yeah and then Leeds, because is in Leeds. everyone's like wear suits to their presentations and which is good. Totally. It's that prepares you. for Although I hate suits. I hate, <laughs> I hate business casuals. Sorry That's for right. the negativity. That's right. But I'm no, not my vibe. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. It was so interesting. So I like, again, going to where I was hoping to go with you is life on campus, starting as a freshman going from Holy family, mm-hmm. which had to be, I, I would assume somewhat of a culture shock going from
2: Tol- kind of yeah. high
0: school in Broomfield to now you're at CU not only culture shock because it's what 45 50,000 kids right but also a different lifestyle and and a whole different you have such a dynamic and and heavily weighed in a certain um you know political views, social views, all the above mm-hmm. um to where Given your upbringing, it had to be such a culture shock. A
2: hundred percent. It's funny because, yeah, I mean, I remember freshman year. The, I mean, I'm sure other colleges have this experience too. But the first week, it was welcome week, and everyone they had a whole week of no school. So all the freshmen were in the dorms, like just to a whole week of no school, which is (laughs) a kind of a nightmare waiting to happen. Yeah, it is. But I remember I was in Willard, and I was with my roommate Brianna. And we're like, oh, let's, let's try and go meet people or whatever. And so we ended up in this um, dorm room in Baker. There's like 25 kids. None of us know each other. And everyone's just trying so hard at the beginning to just be, have friends and want to feel welcome and like fit in. And I never experienced that at Holy Family because I, all, those people I grew up with since kindergarten, yeah. and they are like my brothers and sisters. Yep. And it was, you know... Truly, like a family. I lo- I really had a good high school experience. It was, it was
0: like a holy family. It was
2: like a holy family. <laughs> Look at that.
0: I had. Gosh, to. that's so I, cheesy. I, I Hate
2: that. Um, no, but I never had that feeling. I remember, like, for the first time, being actually really anxious and being like, "Oh my gosh, I'm in this room with 25 people from all across, you know, the United States. Everyone's wanting to like get like drink and get drunk right away the yep. first week, first yep. night of college, and I never experienced that at Holy Family you know, call me a prude. I was for sure a prude. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely rough. I remember freshman year. I mean, I, I love freshman year, but you experience a lot really fast that you don't experience. Um, I never experienced the Holy family.
0: We may have a, uh, a pause we here. So as we're, as we're recording this, uh, Gianna is starting to cry. So I'm going to
2: put her pacifier in.
0: That's right. Is what it looks like. So I'm going to pause this and we'll be right back. Okay, we're back from our <laughs> the baby is officially awake. So, uh Sh- for here. all our um parents <laughs> listening, you may hear the baby uh as she sits in my lap. But <laughs> so as you were saying that, um the the culture shock freshman year. It was always interesting being an athlete because yeah. you're in you're in fall camp. Um when students start to get back to campus or even freshman year when there's move-in day yeah. and it was like always one of our things that football team has to go help, uh um, the
2: move-in, the
0: freshmen totally. move-in <laughs> and, um, which is not, it's just not a great idea. I mean, you've got these
2: such a bad idea.
0: Football players, like, Entered, you know, help move like absolute meatheads help move like freshmen, like girls. Right. girls. That's right. That's
2: exactly what happens.
0: But then it, then the crazy part was always, um, so that's like the first week where you're talking about that week where there's no the school welcome week. And then we start to taper off. And so that week before school, the weekend before school starts, I mean, the athletes just generally go for it because you've been like locked up for a I'm month sure you guys doing practice. Off. It's yeah. not, it's not good. Um,
2: mixed with the rest of the camp, at that remember that? Did you guys have those concerts? The Welcome Week they concerts? weren't no
0: concerts weren't really oh, there yet. Oh my gosh! Yeah, now there's like big old like big
2: people too that come. That's right. My so that mixed on top of this like concert on Fair and Field with thousands of freshmen doing all sorts of stuff. I mean it. It is truly a culture shock. To it's say wild, at least. Yeah. Um.
0: And you, yeah. then you're getting introduced to dorm life. You're no longer like right next to Paige. It's a lot. It's a lot to to <laughs> jump into. But I think it's so interesting because, and I guess more of a question for you too. But I would imagine, given your faith
1: mm-hmm.
0: and looking back on your time at CU, um, you really get pushed into a position of what I would think is more like real life and, and yeah. not, not like a Catholic bubble. And you have, you're in a, you had a fork in a road. and you're either going to become deeper in your faith or right. further away, a
2: hundred percent
0: and really lost. So how was that when you get there and you're all of a sudden just thrown <laughs> into the fire first week? I mean, did you go straight to St. Tom's or was right. it like a, That's a really good gradual question.
2: Gradual progression. Yeah. I think because, you know, I'm actually really proud that Paige and I picked somewhere like Boulder because we went, I mean, we totally became stronger in our faith, especially my freshman year. I did because when you're surrounded by like things that are so not what you were raised with, um, what feels like home and what feels familiar to you is usually what you gravitate towards. Yep. And so for me, And shout out to my parents for instilling this in me, but you know, I did. I prayed way harder than I had ever at Holy Family because I had to. I was seeing things I'd never seen before. I'm a pretty outgoing person, and I like to be a part of all the stuff. So I was still like participating, but I, you know, I was, you know, you're you don't know what you're doing. So I relied on my faith way more. I think on more on a personal level, like personal prayer life, because. I would go to church on Sundays and stuff, but with like I have my whole life. But as far as praying, like in between I would pray in between like classes, which I never did in high school. Just because you have that anxiety and like the unknown of college, where you're like, Okay, this is this is where I put it into practice, where my parents always said, When you're in times of whatever, unknown, rely on your faith, which I didn't have to do at Holy Family. Yeah. Because everyone was on the same page as me, which is awesome. But that prepared me for going into a situation like in Boulder where you are the minority if you have faith in God. 100% you're the minority. That's right. And if you let alone speak about that in class or speak about being having any sort of not extreme liberal ideology like any of that, if you speak, you're the mi- totally the minority. That's right. So I'm really grateful I had that such strong foundation of nativity, holy family. Cause then I could actually put it into practice where I hope the few times I remember can make a difference in people's lives. Cause it's so not heard of in a place like Boulder right? and in classes and Greek life, you know, there's a ton of things I can think of. Whereas if I went to, this is my personal opinion. Cause I think it's different for everyone. But if I went to Benedictine, I guarantee you, I would not have been in this like half the situations I've been in in Boulder where I've had the opportunity to be a witness to other people, the opportunity to learn more about what real faith, what looks like in like real world, you know?
0: And to be tested. To be like, tested. Daily That's tested.
2: A, daily tested, for sure.
0: What about, I know you've uh, expressed some of it, but some of the pushback, um, and Paige has experienced it as well, but when it came to standing firm in your faith in the classroom mm.
2: um, yeah i <laughs> i get the feistiness from my sweet mother suzanne especially i had the i took this class on purpose just to hear I i do enjoy hearing the other perspective because i do like to be challenged so i took this class called contemporary social problems <laughs> Hi, Gianna. <laughs> Um, And it was about abortion, immigration, as, um, position-assisted suicide, Yep. every hot topic. And I remember we got to the abortion one, and everyone in the recitation, the, the teacher was like, raise your hand if you guys are pro-choice, raise your hand if you're pro-life. I was the only one that yeah. raised my hand for being pro-life. That's right. And I remember physically shaking because i was like there's no way i'm gonna raise my hand to be pro-choice that would just hurt me yeah but at the same time you're like oh my gosh am i really gonna raise my hand yeah (laughs) and even something that small is just huge because i remember after that there's someone in my class who actually came up to me and they lied about being pro-choice. They were yep. not pro-choice.
0: It's intimidating.
2: <laughs> it's intimidating. And they said, I like want to let you know, like, yeah, I'm actually pro-life too. But <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Those situations I've been cool to see at Boulder. Just so even those little things. That's in right. Classes. And it
0: happens, you know, that scenario happens way more often than not. And I think it's been so interesting, especially with Steph, who's so convicted in her faith. And you guys all are. But it really, I think was the test that you guys went through in college. And for me, I've always, uh, you know, I've said it multiple times on here, but I kind of just from a, not growing up with a lot of faith and understanding the church's teaching or it's never even been explained to me, right. The easy thought and um, what seems kind of generous thought is more of the, what is more common at Boulder. And it's, you know, pro choice, all that kind of stuff, that um it just on the surface just was easy to wrap your head around yeah. and and understand. And then you're in the majority. So it's feels it's better. Hard. That's right. <laughs> so from the standpoint, every time I hear you say these stories, and even well, I'll get there, but when you're thrown in the fire like that and you really have to like decide am I going to uh, yes. defend it or not?
2: And you're oh, all you're truly on the spot. That's right. And if there's, there's so many situations I could think of where it's like, I, and I'm strong in my faith, but I've thought like, I think maybe I won't actually stand for this right now. Cause it, it is hard, Yeah. but that's why I'm, I really am grateful. And I love CU. I'm all about CU. It's just, yeah, I think you have to really know you have to be firm in it. And it, I like being tested. I like, I like the test of Boulder because yeah. it's made me a better person. I found people who agree with me at Boulder because of that. Yep. So if you stand firm in what you believe in, people are like, Hey, I agree with you too. i I have lived in a house full, you know, this. 10 girls. We're all in, well, like eight out of 10 of us are all in the same sorority, but I, we happen to all be Catholic and all go to church together on Sunday, which is crazy. At Boulder, my friend, Nora, her, um, sister goes to the super Catholic, went to Providence. So it was a, I think that's the catholic college or no christian idea. college but none of her friends ever went to church so it's yeah. just funny like you never really know what you're gonna find if you kind of put yourself out there
0: no question i mean it's it feels like when you're authentic and who you are um you will gravitate towards like minds totally and, you know it's like they always say like misery loves company or however it however it's said yeah. <laughs> um but they it naturally like clicks were will form and it wasn't like you went out and put in you know a group on facebook of like hey fellow catholics (laughs) let's meet up for coffee like you guys naturally i didn't even
2: meet them at the catholics i did not even meet them at saint tom's
0: that's yeah
2: which shows you like i'm so it's such it's such a god moment in my college experience is the friends i've met in the most liberal atheist place in america i have found the most incredible like-minded catholic girls who are also still in the scene of like having a fun college experience, but have the same morals and values that I grew up with too. So yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. Which is
0: wild. Yeah. It's, it's so crazy. What about the dating scene? And I, and I, you know, I know this answer and I hear a lot of your <laughs> stories and whatnot, but um, even that is a whole new world for me. Um, and just what I've seen and, and experienced, especially in the college setting but, to your point, and what you just said, too, is being that's another test um where not a lot of guys there no. are one committed to um no sex before marriage yeah, no. or you know, and they're out partying all this kind of stuff. There's a different culture and expectation
1: yeah
0: um at at large camp large secular campuses um but at the same time, I don't feel like you have. It's not a uh, meet a guy at St. Tom's or bust. Like no. you're out, you're dating. And, and it's yeah. unfortunate of because I was not Catholic when Steph and I started dating. No,
2: I'm not like, I don't have that mindset. Maybe I should. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the dating scene, I I did have a boyfriend. You know him. You met him. Yep. Hi. Um,
1: <laughs> Great guy. I, yeah, really awesome. good
2: guy, actually. But... Yeah, it's hard to find people who are on the same like even though I've been on probably like five different dates since dating my boyfriend freshman year. And all of those, you know, they're great guys, we have a good time and whatever, but you get to a point, like a breaking point where it's just so obvious they you're not on the same page. It's just hard. You know? Because right. you're just like I don't know. It it's hard. I've actually got, <laughs> I'm kind of over it. <laughs> like it also I also ran into situations where they'll ask you on a date, but they're not asking you on a date. They're wine and dining you a lot of the time to try and get something after the date. Right. So it's like, and I see right through that. Not stupid. So they're like, oh, I can see maybe Julie is a little harder to get, but so I'll take her on this date and then maybe she'll sleep with me. Right. But I'm like, I'm not like, so they're so obvious about it. When I
0: think even to the point of where you're saying that of, um, you're not desperate for a date. And it is, it goes back to, especially the four sisters all very confident in who they are due to their faith and their values and your upbringing that it, um, you're not consi- you're not like sitting at home being like, Oh, I wish I had a boyfriend. Like you're no, just confident yeah. in who you are. And it, again, I applaud Steph. I mean, Steph. it's <laughs> <laughs> <Seven laughs> is the
2: queen of that. Out of all four of us, she's the most.
0: Yeah. You got I, a good one, Patrick. She, well, she, <laughs> which was like kind of a, just, blew my world i think it was like on our first or second date she was hitting me with these questions that i was like she's
2: so she was so over it
0: yeah no yeah that's exactly it she i have
2: no time for any more bs that was
0: it i mean she straight up was like i literally very intense (laughs) questions in life that i was like uh what is happening but it just showed that she had been tested over and over again that it you get to a breaking point
2: where you're like I have no time to wait two months of talking to you to try and figure out if you respect me. That's I right. Should just, you can you can tell. Yeah. Yeah. I, and especially at CU, I, I think I actually feel a lot for the guys. Cause I think there are a lot of really great guys at CU. I really do. But I think that it's pretty tough. I actually think it's harder for guys at CU than girls, the culture yeah. in a lot of ways. Cause even some of my old guy friends, I just would witness the stuff they'd give, Give each other a hard time about, and I'm like, dang, that's brutal. Like their body count, just all that stuff. Yeah. Which maybe that sounds naive of me, but until I got to college, I didn't realize how bad it was. You know.
0: Yeah. And also,
2: yeah, it's
0: what like uh, for me. Probably
2: know in football for (laughs) locker room talk.
0: Yeah, it's bad. Um, but it's so interesting. Um, especially now with where I'm at in my faith, and even just my position within the church you know, working in the church, um, I think it, you could look at it in one light that would be very, um, I don't want to, the wrong word to be judgmental, but like, you could look at these guys, especially in college that are so lost, right. And Caught up in, you know, first week on campus and they've never had a drink before and now they've given into peer pressure and they're starting to do dumb things. Right, right. But I also know I needed, because that was me Yes, and I didn't have the faith, but even if someone did go to Holy family and went to see you and became super lost, it's not the end all be all. Like I needed no. every ounce of that to get me to mess up so many times, hit rock bottom 100%. to eventually get me to my faith when I did. Um, that it's just an, it's a cool way of just kind of being like, okay, there's God's going to work in everyone's life in a and a different differently. speed. Yeah,
2: speed and also I saw this one quote or someone told it to me, but you should never judge someone because they sin differently than you. That's right. So like the places I've messed up in college are a lot different than I'm sure a lot of these guys or other girls. But it's you're in no place to judge because just everyone's on their own completely. Look at how you and Steph have a, the greatest story of all time, like how God worked in your life yeah. compared to her life,
1: totally. and the
2: timing was just perfect. Yeah, like you said earlier. So that's just a you know and you said you were crazy in college but it ended up being your journey so <laughs>
0: here here we are yeah here we are um what do you think um well I guess one thing you said right there that always cracks me up I Remember we're going through RCIA with Father Brian and he mm-hmm. he's the best like he thrives in RCIA um but when he gave his talk on preparing for confirmation and therefore confession, uh-huh. um, and to you, to what you just said of you know everyone sins differently and whatnot, but um, he always like and he means it, but he's like, there's nothing I haven't heard, like uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> it's sure. a different spectrum of of certain things, and I always crack up of like, you know, Steph would go in and be like. <laughs> I was mean to the castle. Send the Lord in to my mom. <laughs> that's right. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, man, that'd be a nice checklist. Um that's funny. But it's uh so yeah, that just made me think of that. But what about what I always think the most about um, especially in my own faith journey right now, and hence the reason for the podcast was always like there's so much beauty and um so much to be taught and, um, wrap your head around. And there's just so much beauty in the Catholic faith. Mm -hmm. But for me, as any, as any listener knows, I mean, when father Brian questions me on any question about scripture, I have no idea. (laughs) Um, and I always have to throw in the towel, but how can I bring people from what I'm seeing, bring people closer to faith and with your experience at CU and being around St. Tom's and, and all that kind of stuff, what do you think works? on college life when it's Mm -hmm. you know is it jumping into a conversation and and you're all of a sudden talking about catholicism i know you you stand firm in your faith but if you are going to all of a sudden be a witness for the frat kid at sae or somebody in your own sorority yeah what have you seen that actually works in a among a normal healthy crowd that um is real life
2: Uh, yeah Well, I'll tell you what doesn't work is I it's very strategic is the wrong word because that sounds manipulative and like conniving. But I've realized over college, especially being in like the Greek system, and there are a ton of people that actually were raised Catholic because that's a quick connection I actually realized you kind of make because a lot of people went to Catholic private schools. That's right. Especially at Boulder because it's more of a kind of a wealthy, you know, area. So a lot of people know what, they know God, they know Jesus, they know some, you know, everyone has heard of Jesus. Right. We're in the Western culture. No one's like not wondering who Jesus is. So I think what I've realized what works is through your example, when you're in like party situations or you're out at the bars or you're in your sorority house, just the way you care, you're representing, which is kind of unfortunate for For me, because then if you slip up, you feel like people know you're practicing Catholic, and then you feel like a hypocrite.
1: Yeah. So,
2: like, I'll give you an example. I have my grand little. I wonder if she's listening to this. Probably not. But if you are, hi Isabel. She grew up Catholic, and she didn't know anyone else was Catholic, so she didn't have anyone to go to church with. But I was. I told her we connected over. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm Catholic too, and she, kind of, she told me she's like, I just admired like the way seeing your guys' friend group and the way you guys treat people in our sorority, kind of just more through actions. Yep. And then she started coming to church with us and now she hasn't missed like a Sunday ever since that. So I think what works is people aren't stupid. They see the way you act. So if, you're, if your actions are not aligning with what your people know you are, which is Catholic, then it's not very convincing. Yeah. Whereas if you're... I also think it's it's important to have like, yeah, it's great to have people that are in the Catholic center and super Catholic and holy because that is super needed. But what's also is needed is people to be, out in the parties and out at the bars, being also a good example. Yeah, and still being a part of that culture. But like, I don't know. I think there's a way to do it. Be among it. You don't have to necessarily be doing all of it, but being among it because that's where it's needed the most.
0: That's right. You know. I you know I think. I think you're absolutely right. I do think it is strategic. I think there is a way to approach it. Um, And again, even with my own friends, it's like when you are, I I mean, I remember when I proposed to Steph, some of my best friends were like, "Uh, dude, you don't even live together. Right. Like what? And then I have to explain why now, I don't really believe in just going straight into like you're dating, let's move in together. And then eventually we'll get married, which is definitely the societal norm. Um, Yeah. But then, you know, do you kind of, how do you explain the way father Brian does? That just makes sense when you hear how it's lined out. But when you are living your faith, you have an opportunity to show it again, going back to like the abortion discussion and that stuff. I just easily fell into like, Oh, that makes sense. Cool. Like I'm just going to jump on board and not actually
2: really think about it. That's right.
0: And, and and use critical thinking or logic, um, to come into my own opinion. And I just kind of jumped in with it. And so being strategic from the sense though, that I, for me it's never worked to just drive dive right into (laughs) <laughs> father Brian's gonna kill me but like well you know Baltazar said in his second encyclical and father Brian's reading 170 page poems um and I just start to kind of rattle off some stuff it's like people that I've experienced in that and maybe just a lack of confidence but I genuinely believe when I'm on the receiving side of that I'm like yeah but I just saw you at Starbucks and you could not have been more rude to the barista.
2: People are not stupid. They want to be, see that you're loving others and that you, you make, I think it's also important. You make people feel welcome and not judged, especially in college. Like when my, some of my friends who are not religious tell me stuff, I try so hard to make them feel, Gianna's grabbing the mic. Um, not feel judged at all because we've all made those mistakes. And so it's just all in the delivery and how you receive people's, I don't know, especially in college, just being a good listener and not judgmental. Hi
0: Gianna. Um, Gianna agrees. Especially um, when again, it's especially with the faith journey, when you are being tested over and over again and how many, I think that's actually what's so beautiful about confession um, it's like when you go to confession at St. Tom's is mm-hmm. the, I guess one how many kids are generally there because you guys do the Sunday night mass right for college kids.
2: The there's a Tuesday. Oh yeah, the six p.m. Actually, I think they changed it to five. Or I don't know. That's a student mass, and they also have candlelight, which is cool. Yeah, at nine p.m. A lot of students go. To is that.
0: the confession line? heavy like? Is it normally pretty long? Is there? A you know, Patrick,
2: it... you should ask my sister Paige. She is better about going to confession than me.
0: Well that's fair. I appreciate um, I appreciate that.
2: That's actually one area of my faith. We can get into that in another Gosh. podcast, but I would love to get better at. I really struggled with the confession thing after the controversies in the church. Okay. With the sexual abuse scandals, so I didn't yep. go to confession for a really long time. I used Got to it. go all the time at Holy Family. Yeah. And it just I'm super sensitive. I don't know. I just it's just pretty it really rattled me, but yeah, which, I, I should go more. <laughs> which
0: again, though, like that—that that to me, if I heard that as a friend of yours, I would appreciate way more than when I hear somebody that's like
2: automatically checking defensive, all the boxes, right?
0: ne- and it's not—it's not genuine. Like there no. is um, a reality of you know, I—I I think the one time I got the most criticism, I—I I, I don't know all the scripture knowledge, but when I admitted father sean on a podcast that i don't know the saint michael prayer and everyone was like come on you you have to know the saint michael prayer
2: see that is where you just gotta come on people
0: yeah like i was like no man there's so many prayers i don't no one like (laughs) sits down and gives you like the the book to memorize but it's it is those things that like if you're not being tested in your faith and and when things come up and you're honest about it people will see through it. And I think it's not healthy for the actual person no. too. So I love the fact that you can, I didn't know Well, I've had friends with ask confession. me about
2: that, like about, Hey Julie, I know you're Catholic. What do you think of this? This is pretty disgusting. What happened in your faith? Straight up. Ask me that. Yeah. And I will sit there crying with literally and be upset with them because there is no answer other than to say it's a hundred percent disappointing. Right. And sad. I'm not Catholic though. And I do believe in this answer. I am not Catholic for the priests. I don't believe in the priest. I believe in Jesus that's and right. the power he gave the priests or whatever. But I, it's Jesus that I believe in. It's not all the other stuff necessarily. Yep. So that's what I Which tell is, my friends is I agree with you. It's, it's just,
0: honestly, and I, I mean, I've joked <laughs> said it before too. My best friend, uh, was raised Catholic. Mm hmm but when i told him i was becoming you know i was going to get confirmed his big deal was like the spanish inquisition and i was like <laughs> You're like wait what I, I was like uh first of all man i don't even know what that is missed that class second of all dude that was so long ago and like i have to honor him like in his own journey and like what i think it's deeper than that obviously but there are it's not about that the one thing i've realized is uh especially being as close as I am to Father Brian and a lot of the priests is like, and he'll be the first to admit it. I mean, priests are human, right? Like right, we exactly. are all human. So it it does not come down to the, and I will stand firm in this one too. It's not about the Pope, the Archbishop and the priests. Granted, you definitely show them respect for where they are and right. who they are. But if something happens among one of them that that can't deviate me in my faith at the end of the day it's right because what is it standing on then that's right what a
2: weak faith if we stand on the priests because they are human and also um my miss Sorgard, she's the best she was my high school religion teacher and she i always remember when she said this it's just true she said people leave the catholic church because of the people right not because of the faith because the Catholic faith, when you study it and you get into it, is the truth and it makes the most sense. Yep. It really does, at least from what I've studied, which, you know, a lot of people might say you should do a lot more studying. But they leave because of the way other Catholics have treated them. The judgmental, like, judgmental Catholic thing that goes on and yeah. the, I don't know, the harshness and not being as welcoming maybe as, like, you know, other faiths. It's the people. So that's something I always try and remember, especially in college, is it's just huge the way that you just treat people, the person right in front of you, because that says more than the doctrine you're about to word vomit on them. They don't care. <laughs> well they want right. they they want to feel heard and be like, yeah, the priest scandals were gross. I understand what you're saying. Yep. And this is why I'm still in the Catholic church. So. That's right.
0: And also I think a big part of that too for my own life has been and you basically just said that too is meeting people where they're at one being a good person in general and really trying to practice what we learn in our faith but two um meeting people where they're at to then be able to explain the teachings no one no, it's like the cliche right. saying but no one cares what you know until they know how much you care. Uh-huh. And so just sitting down and just kind of like, you know, Hey, saw you at the party last night. <laughs> Wouldn't work in my faith. Scripture right. says, and they're like, "Uh, cool, man, You're I'm going to go get a drink. I'll see you later. <laughs> right. um, but really being able to relate to it. And the reason I asked about the confession piece is what I think is so cool. Um, and I would hope at CU would be that it is a long line and confession no, well, it can be beautiful from, yeah. and it, yeah, you can, you're going to mess up, not you, I'm just saying humans, are going to mess sure up I've all the up time, and to go in and just acknowledge it, and ask for forgiveness, and try to learn from it, as opposed to like, just disregarding it, throwing it out, whatever it is, minimizing it, that's right, and you are hey. at a school, like <laughs> at a school, especially like, see you exactly what you're saying, where it's like, every day it's a challenge, not only from your peers, but, You go into these classrooms and the teachers are against you.
2: Well, yeah. Oh my gosh. I could, that could be an hour long of situations. You guys would,
0: (laughs) which the the teacher aspect. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, and it's so blatant. Talk about spiritual warfare. It is in the classrooms. Yeah. Like I, I can tell you that right now that that is the battlefield is that because they, yeah, yeah, some of them have lost. All touch of like, they. It, I feel like now people are. Tra- it's so self. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> are you hungry?
0: This is real life. Um, <laughs> it have what?
2: I don't know how to say it. it. Everything is about ourselves now. Like, put yourself first. What do you? I don't know how to describe it. You have to maybe be in the classroom with me. But it, the teachers have a very self self-attitude it's all about it's like the culture of death being is that yep. what people is that the term for it i feel like that's what i've heard my mom say just yeah. the culture of like throw it out if it doesn't serve you yeah um throw these mentality. people. yeah yeah throw these people out if they don't serve our society yep yep and so that's why abortion all all of that stuff they're so for you know yeah so Yeah,
0: I but like even hearing that, though, like I. There'd be the easy way would be to say, yeah, that's why my kids never going to see you. Right. But on the other hand, I think it's
2: why they should go to see. you. That's right.
0: (laughs) That's what I was just going to say of like, what's the point of the education? I mean, sure, you're there to get your degree in communication. But if, if you are passionate and in your faith. To have the ability to consistently be tested and, and to own it um, is just a different reality than just a bubble and playing it safe, especially because if and when you get in the corporate world, and my experience in commercial real estate, that's very secular and just a different world, yeah. you are going to get culture shock later in life. And so it's a
2: matter of time. It seems like
0: that's right. Yeah. And, and to be able to face that, like, I definitely admire you guys. It would have been a much different experience had I have had faith, um, when I was at CU. Yeah. and I just didn't know better. And so I don't, I don't regret anything I did again. It led me to where I, where I am now. But seeing your guys' strength and what you guys have to go through, I just find it fascinating. Especially when I hear so many people say, "Like, um, you just can't go to a like a a school like that." Um,
2: Which I understand. I get the argument I, yes. for that, but there's a lot of positives to it too. Character development wise, I have a hundred percent a stronger character because of all the. BS, yes, I've heard at CU. Yeah. Um, than I would have if I went to a place where I was more comfortable. However, if you go to a place where you're more comfortable, you are probably learning maybe better things in the classroom. Maybe not as um, skewed. S- so much
0: agenda. So
2: not as much agenda for sure, which that is disappointing, especially because our parents are paying so much. But I'm happy because I feel like I've come as a person and more spiritually and character wise better for it
0: and it's most importantly um you know as i'm so new in my own faith you are you have at such a young age gained so much confidence um in who you are and there's times where you know even now if i'm out and about and someone's like oh you're catholic sometimes i second guess my. i'm like Like,
2: wait no do i want to
0: answer this (laughs) i don't know but like you yeah have been pushed into a position to really understand who you are and and own that. And And I'm grateful because I've had
2: my two older sisters, especially Stephanie to watch what has worked and not worked in her life. So that's, I'm really grateful that I've been a younger sister and I can kind of watch their mistakes, which sounds horrible, but (laughs) you know, so yeah, I've seen with my own eyes with their experiences, what works relationship wise, what does not work. All that good stuff.
0: And, and trying to... Well, okay. So next steps. What do you have? You're going to go explore Europe, <laughs> which I'm so stoked for. I'm so jealous. I never got to study abroad. And obviously, all things COVID made your uh, college experience very unique. But you and your sister are going to go explore Europe for yes, two months. Yes, we are gonna Another backpack. job. That's going to be
2: another challenge yeah we're gonna backpack Europe we're going to Spain Ireland Italy Paris all the places we're actually trying to go to Medjugorje which might be pretty cool yeah
0: Steph's so jealous I know she's jealous (laughs) so is my
2: mom my mom's like oh my gosh it's gonna be amazing so yes that's the next chapter gonna graduate in May and be in Denver yeah, so I'll be in Denver.
0: It's going to be the just so interesting to hear. Even that journey of the the two months, um, there's obviously so much growth that happens and challenges and I'm in travel. <laughs> but also, like one of the other cool parts I love about our faith is you're going to be in so many different spots around the world that when you do go to mass, um, different languages, different experiences. I haven't really done that yet Uh-huh. but you'll still know what's going on in mass which
2: is so cool that it's truly universal which I've always thought is the coolest part about being Catholic the fact that the mass is the same everywhere in the world is so cool to me so I'm super excited to see that
0: so awesome well I definitely am so grateful you accepted uh, coming on here and just really kind of um, helping us understand the journey of being catholic at a university where it's not popular to be catholic yeah. and especially just explaining like i feel like it's hard to explain especially given my own background where it wasn't really my story but from where you and Paige and Steph and, and jess all had to make a decision of do you get stronger in your faith or not?
2: Or and, does it, or do you become an actual atheist, which I think would be pretty easy to totally do too.
0: Expect, yes. Yeah. I mean, again, that, that is the agenda of a lot of the professors. And out you there. know what?
2: I see why it works. I will, I will say that I've had my moments too in college still to this day where I'm like, dang, this is, this is rough. Yeah. But the journey, you know, I'm sure That's you know right. that Patrick.
0: That, you yes, know that. that is true. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, and I'm just so grateful for you and your, and really your, your story and ability to just kind of one it motivates me, but to motivate so many people that you're around.
2: Yes. Thank you, Patrick. Thanks for having me on. Oh love gosh. you brother.
0: Yes. Love you too. <laughs> um, please email in as always rant at lordsdenver.org. Um, if it's super scripture based, father Brian will eventually get back to you. And if it's Um, a general question or compliment, (laughs) I'll respond, uh, probably sooner. Compliment Um,
2: his athletic abilities.
0: That yes, please. (laughs) Um, especially as I get older, I'm losing a lot of it, but other than balancing Gianna and doing a podcast, um, but, uh, no, all joking aside, FB is the scripture guy. And a lot of, I read a lot of these, (laughs) I got to show you, I read a lot of these emails that come in and I'm like, uh, I don't even know how to read that. Like, what does that even say? Um, so it's awesome. But again, pass this on to your friends and and really, you know, even if you have a question for Julia too, let us know, um, and want to get advice, whether you're a parent and you're going through that journey of where to, um, recommend your kid yes, to go. And, I would and love to that. talk
2: to anyone about CU or any of that.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Um, okay. Well go buffs and father Brian, we back next week and, uh, yeah. Enjoy the new year. This actually comes out. We're recording this on the 30th. So hope you guys all have an amazing new year and thank you for all the support.